Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always, and in today's episode, Luca's first ever Olympic game, and what a show he put on for the world. Then, a trade has happened already in the offseason, and what this could mean for the Mavericks moving forward as we look what the Mavericks could do before the draft. So, first things first, as we get into this episode, if you did not get to see the Luca Slovenia versus Argentina game, you definitely missed something great because Luca just keeps doing what he does and just absolutely putting on a show for the world. He did it in the playoffs, looking so impressive for the Mavericks, just unfortunately couldn't get enough help to get over the hump against the Clippers. But in now the world stage in the Olympics, the first time ever for Slovenia, Luca's first ever game in the Olympics, and he just absolutely dominated in this game. I mean, he had 31 points alone in the first half, which is just absolutely ridiculous. As we look at what his total stat line was, Luca put up 48 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists along with three blocks and six three-point shots made in this game as he went 18 of 29 from the field. Luca is just an absolute monster. And as I was watching the game, I was just absolutely loving listening to the announcer talking about Luca as just a man amongst boys because that's exactly what he looks like in the Olympics because he can just dominate the ball in a way that no one else can. And it's funny because I see people talking about, well, he does the same thing Harden does and uh, no one's talking about Harden like that. The difference is, is Luca still gets his team involved. He still finds the open guy and passes a lot more than a, than people think. Everyone thinks that he just ball hogs it like crazy and just takes shots, which huh, don't get me wrong. Luca's always going to take a couple of bad three-point shots because it's just part of his game at this point. But at the same time, Luca is the best in the league at creating space for his teammates because he does draw so much attention when he drives to the lane or even pulls a step back three-pointer. His teammates are always open and he creates so much space for them to take open three-point shots and that's exactly what Slovenia did in this game. I mean when you think about it Argentina was expected to be one of the better teams in this tournament and definitely was expected to beat Slovenia in this game even with Luka but Luka is just on another level right now and just <laughs> it's unbelievable to watch what he does out there because now just to add to the ridiculous stat lines that Luca throws out after every single game that he plays. Now in his first ever game in the Olympics, Luca becomes the first player to score 45 points in the NBA as well as the Olympics. He was tied for second in the Olympics in scoring with 48 points. And that's just great to see another accomplishment for Luca. And it's also the most points scored by an NBA player in the Olympics ever. <laughs> so just unbelievable what he's able to do. I mean, Luca is just an unbelievable player. 
and now getting to watch him in the Olympics like this, it's so fun. And don't get me wrong, just like everyone else who stayed up to watch the game, it was pretty difficult to uh, stay up to midnight to watch and then have to get up and go to work the next morning. But hey, it's what you do when you love your guy. And I'm sure most Dallas fan, uh, Maverick fans around the world are also uh, Luka fans, which means they're Slovenia fans, in a way, in this Olympics. Now, don't get me wrong, of course, I still want USA to win, but, I mean, how sweet would it be to see Luka take out the U.S. for the gold medal and then, <laughs> you know, have a little bit more drawing power when it comes to these free agents. Just say, look, y'all had a, a uh, all-star team of guys in Team USA and still couldn't beat Luka by himself with just a bunch of guys around him who are good shooters. So it's, it's still something I don't expect to happen. I definitely expect the U.S. to win the Olympics, but you never know. Luka is just that good of a player. He can just change the tone of everything. So it's just amazing. Um, Luca just doing so many things. I mean, as I watched this game, it was just unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> I, I was... I felt like I was watching a Maverick game because he had the ball uh, in his hand a lot. And it was funny to watch um, the coach for Slovenia basically say, just give the ball to Luka and run whatever you want. Because, of course, why not? Why would you do anything else other than put the ball in his hands? Because he is just a guy that can do so much for your team and um, is becoming just a dominant force in basketball, not just in the NBA, but a in the entire world, Luca is just becoming a force to reckon with. And it's so fun as a Maverick fan to get to watch some of this. So um, it was definitely a, a game and that required um, <laughs> um, some energy to stay up and watch and then get up the next day. But it's definitely worth it, Maz fan. So if you have the opportunity to stay up and watch some of these games, I recommend that you do because you will not be disappointed by the play of Luka Doncic and those Slovenians right now if you are a Maverick fan so uh good on Luka that was just game one of course their next game is coming up I believe on Thursday or Wednesday um against Japan and uh I expect another big game from Luka in that one and we'll see how that one goes but it's just fun to watch so um you know, let's look forward to watching Luka some more prior to the draft that's coming up on Thursday and uh you know, get excited for what he could possibly draw to Dallas by showing up this way in the Olympics. So good on Luca. Moving on to some of the things that uh, have happened already in the NBA as the first trade of the offseason has taken place and what it could do for the Mavericks as far as what's available for them now and what it affected as far as free agency goes because of the actual trade pieces that moved around. So as we look at this trade, to me... <laughs> I can't believe that Memphis would get rid of Valachunas. I mean, there must be someone that they really want in the draft uh, to move up um, and take on the contracts of Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe, which reports have already come out that Eric Bledsoe um, is not going to report to Memphis. They may actually buy him out, so he may be available in the free agency this offseason. But you sent Memphis said... Jonas Valachunas, number 17 pick and the number 51 pick in this year's draft to New Orleans for Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, the number 10 pick and the number 40 pick in this year's draft, as well as a 2022 protected first round pick via the Los Angeles Lakers that they got in another trade. So, um, look, to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to get off of Valachunas, who was so good for that Memphis team. He did so much from them. 
uh, rebounding uh, defense-wise as well as stretching the floor because he could hit a three-pointer. Don't get me wrong, Steven Adams is a guy who I really like and is someone who um, I kind of wanted the Mavericks to get a couple seasons ago when he was available in trade, but at the same time, New Orleans gave him that contract extension basically paying him around $18 million a year right now. And Steven Adams, while I think he is a good center, doesn't give you enough production from the center position to really warrant paying him $18 million a year right now. Steven Adams is a guy who is very limited on his offensive skill set. He has some post moves and some things he can do down low, but he's not a guy who can really stretch the floor and do much from anywhere other than inside the paint. Where Valachunas, for that young Memphis team who just made a run to the playoffs this year, um, really did everything for them. So it was kind of interesting to see them willing to trade him away because he was so important to their team. Now, what does this mean for the Mavericks when we talk about this trade? Um, not a lot other than the fact that one of the main guys that the Mavericks have been in connection to for uh, since the beginning of free agency and even more so over recent days is Kyle Lowry. Well, New Orleans apparently is trying to clear some cap space to go after Lowry. Now, I, I still don't know if he wants to go there, but of course they do have a very good, young, talented team. Um, and with the addition of Lowry, he could definitely do something good. So that's a guy that the Mavericks have had their eye on. So it's something that could affect him in that way. Now, I've seen a few people talk about Eric Bledsoe and if he does get bought out, would the Mavericks be interested? I would just say no. Not unless he was a um, Trey Burke type player <laughs> who we're going to pay three to five million, which I still believe he thinks he's worth more than that. And even if he does get paid that amount, he's going to go to one of the coastal teams like everybody else does to get paid less money and at least go to the coast if you're going to play for less money. So um, Eric Bledsoe was not a guy I think could really affect help the Mavericks make that big of a change as of right now from last year to this year. So I don't think he's a guy we should really go after and, and waste money on. You know, there's plenty of other big things in the works for the Mavericks right now, as there's been a lot of reports of a lot of stuff already happening. So um, it, it's it's a guy that I think the Mavericks should definitely steer away from um, in Eric Bledsoe. He's not a guy who I think could really help us enough right now, especially as he starts to get a little up there in age. He's just not the guy that can do a lot for them. Now, this does set up a bit of a bidding war for Kyle Lowry. I mean, there's been so many teams attached to him and so far in this short offseason that um, are interested in him and are trying to go after him. You know, the New York Knicks are supposedly um, offering him a, a one-year big deal. The Mavs are planning to offer around two to three years to him um, and, and trying to clear up some space by possibly trading uh, Josh Richardson. This There was a report that came out today that, from uh, Jake Fisher saying that um, the Celtics had some interest in Josh Richardson and the Mavericks were interested in moving on off him. Now, if we could take back a small salary in return and get off of Josh Richardson's contract and save around $10 million, that definitely helps the Mavericks and their flexibility and what we can do this offseason. So, um you know, gives us more money to go after Lowry as well if we can get off of Richardson's money. So um, just another interesting move and, and report that came out for the Mavericks. If the Celtics really are interested, um, I say definitely do it and get off of that money if he does opt into his 11-year deal, uh, $11 million a year contract, which is, I believe he has to accept that by August the 1st. Um, but still, he's a guy that I think we could probably do better than for a contract. But we'll see how that does end up playing out. Um, you know, Lowry, 
while I think he could definitely help this Maverick team, I think we still have to be a little careful. He is 35 years old. He's not getting any younger. And if you're going to um, really have him and Luca together, then this is more of a win now situation. So this isn't where you expect to have Laurie be a part of the future and help Luca grow. He's here to help us win now. And, you know, if that's the case, then I'd almost rather let him take a deal to go to um, New Orleans because I just don't know that paying him at that age, 30 million a year is really worth it for this current Mavs team as constructed. I think I would much rather take a flyer out on KP and see if that works out and pans out for the Mavericks. I just don't believe paying a guy at that age, a three year big deal is going to help the Mavericks right now, but we don't know. <laughs> There's so much going on and, and so much happening, you know, with, uh, Memphis and New Orleans starting off the trades this offseason. It's just going to be real fun to see what actually happens now because, you know, I, I actually had a conversation with a guy before um, talking about, you know, moving contracts that really shouldn't be movable. And um, really, I think it's been noticed around the league at this point that any contract is movable. I mean, guys who are getting paid $40 million, like a Chris Paul <laughs> are getting moved around and it seems to 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 happen even when you look at some of these crazy contracts and you say man there's no way you can trade for these guys because it's going to cost too much it ends up still happening so the Mavericks do have an opportunity to to get it in on some other things um as this uh, offseason progresses of course with the draft coming up on Thursday um there are going to be some things that uh, go away as far as options for the Mavericks because some trades are definitely going to happen. A lot of teams seem to be interested in moving around and seeing what they can get in the early portion of this draft as they have said that there's about three to four guys who are just NBA star ready players in the top part of this draft. So it's interesting to see what everyone's doing, but there's just a lot of moving parts that can happen um, prior to the draft and of course affect the Mavericks right after because as we know, the Mavericks, unfortunately, do not have a pick in this draft. Um, we have uh, an opportunity to buy into the second round, if I heard that correctly. Now, if we do that, of course, it's going to be a late round pick. He probably won't be a guy who sees much time, especially in the later rounds, but you never really know. And are we going to just try to package maybe a second round pick with... Um, um, any trade that we do, we don't know. Um, <laughs> there's still so much in the air, but it's just another interesting part of this offseason um, that now a trade has went down and now some things have opened up for the NBA. Because with a few moves that the Mavericks are making so far in this offseason, they're giving themselves some options and some, some things that they definitely are trying to do differently. Now, something that has happened in the past day, the Mavericks have hired Andrew Baker uh, to an executive position uh, with the franchise. Now, he is the guy, uh, for anyone who doesn't know who that is, that facilitated the money in Brooklyn um, that made uh, the Nets able to sign AD and Kyrie. Um, you know, he is the guy who made that happen. He is the guy who figured out a way to get off all the necessary money that they needed to do in order to clear up space to land those two guys. So, He's apparently valued very high for his um, ability to maneuver in the market. So another good hire for the Mavericks. 
along with Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd. The Mavericks are just making a ton of moves right now. And as I said, there's just a lot of stuff that could possibly happen for the Mavericks right now uh, coming up as the draft is on Thursday. As um, per John Hollinger, the Mavericks are attempting to clear up cap space to possibly go after Lowry. Um, so this is just a lot of things happening right now in the NBA and a lot of interesting things happening for our Mavericks. So, um, around the league, there's just a lot of stuff happening too. Um, there's been some minor things going on out there, like the, um, Sacramento Kings are shopping Buddy Hield and Marvin Bagley. Now, Marvin Bagley is a guy that was, <laughs> of course, um, famously known for being taken ahead of Luca. And he is a guy who has an upside. He's still young enough that he could do some things in the NBA. Now, it hasn't panned out from him so far since he's been in Sacramento, but maybe a change of scenery, a change of venue, and a player like Luca next to him could revitalize him a little bit, get him back in love with the game, and, and really have another dominant player for the future. He's definitely worth taking a chance on if you can get Bagley from the Sacramento Kings. But we never really know how those things are going to play out uh Timberwolves Tyus Jones uh, is available in trade if people want him which I remember the Mavericks could have drafted him and he actually thought he was coming here uh but that didn't work out during that draft for him as we went in another direction um there are a couple of guards names out there that have been talked in trade and that is Ricky Rubio and uh Colin Sexton these two guys have been kind of thrown out there for teams who are trying to get a good guard right now. They are definitely out there and available. Now, there are a whole so many trades, so many options that the Mavericks could do. And I will actually go into my next episode in a pretty deep dive into a bunch of trade options right before the draft and what the Mavericks could do to uh, make our team better as we go into this upcoming season. But at this point... Let's just look forward to Luca and his next Olympic game while he does continue to put on a show for the world and uh, get energized for that leading up into the draft on Thursday. So um, I hope you enjoyed everything you heard in this episode, Mavs fans. That's going to be it for today. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and share with your friends. And I hope you listen in next time, Mavs fans. Thanks a lot.